Music for the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high-quality, legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by BuskerDroid. Visit them on the internet at buskerdroid.com or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash buskerdroid. It's time for the Cinema Geekly podcast, episode number 13, sub-episode A. My name is Anthony Lewis, and thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com and on iTunes. And of course, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus as well. You can check us out on all of those social networks. Doing another mini-sode tonight. Um, a lot of our other hosts have uh, busy schedules at the moment. So, keeping things uh, short and sweet this week. This was going to be the uh, the Oscar... Uh, picks episode as the uh, the nominations for the Oscars came out uh, on the 24th. And um, can, I guess we're going to hold off on that conversation until next week. We're going to do uh, Oscar predictions and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the snubs and uh, some of the surprises as well. Uh, stuff that we weren't quite expecting and, and some, some movies and some people that kind of uh, got a uh, Got a kick to the side, I guess. Uh, didn't get a lot of attention, I suppose. Um, you know how these sub-episodes go. We uh, give you the box office. If there's any news to cover, which there isn't, it's a slow news week. Uh, we also give you the, the Blu-ray releases and what's opening as well. Um, so let's look at the box office. It was, to say the least, a little bit uh, surprising what ended up being the top of the box office. Last week, uh, myself, Aaron De La Osa, and Joe McDonald were absolutely, completely, one zillion percent convinced that uh, the Gina Carano uh, action flick Haywire was going to be number one at the box office. And we couldn't have been more wrong, uh, despite the fact that Haywire is, is receiving a lot of critical acclaim. Not a lot of people have uh, visited uh, the theater to check that one out. In fact, Underworld Awakening took the number one spot at the box office, $25.3 million. Coming in second place, a movie we completely forgot to even mention, Red Tails, which is actually a a movie about the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, came in in second place with $18.8 million, and that is a... uh, George Lucas is involved in that film, so... Uh, I'm shocked we actually didn't mention it, given all of the uh, the Lucas bashing we did on the previous episode. Um, The Mark Wahlberg action flick Contraband fell to number three, $12 million. Extremely loud and incredibly close was in the top five, uh, $10 million. And that was the last of the double digits in the the millions. Um, And all of those movies, by the way, not doing good on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Coming in in, in sixth place was uh, Beauty and the Beast 3D, 8.8 million. And finally, in sixth place was where Haywire debuted at a at a scant 8.4 million dollars. And that's got to be a huge disappointment for the for the creative force behind that film. Although I, I'm not sure. I I thought maybe with the popularity of of mixed martial arts and the great cast and the good. Uh, I mean, I, I've been hearing stuff about this movie for, for months and months and months. I heard stuff about it so much so that I, I thought that the movie had already come out, but it, apparently it hadn't. 80% it's got on Rotten Tomatoes, but it only made $8.4 million. That's, uh, that's a letdown. Uh, right now we're going to take a look at the Blu-ray releases for January 31st, 2012. There's actually quite a few of them, including a huge... Uh, dump of Miramax films. Um, we have uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon, the 3D version is coming out on Blu-ray in the, on the uh, 31st. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, a classic film, is coming out on uh, in, uh, individual Blu-ray, and it's also coming out in a uh, collector's series Blu-ray. The 2011 version of The Thing is coming out on Blu-ray. Star Trek The Next Generation, The Next Level, that would be the sampler Blu-ray. It's not the first season of Next Generation on Blu-ray. It's, it has, a, uh, I believe, three or four episodes from Next Generation uh, in high def. From everything I've seen, it looks uh, fantastic in high definition, but I doubt I will be touching it until uh, it hits the, the first season comes out. So... Uh, we also have uh, a soldier's story, our our Miramax dump. We have Shakespeare in Love, the piano. Uh, there's also nothing in common is coming out. Uh, the Night Train Murders, Malcolm X is making its debut on Blu-ray. Uh, the Justin Timberlake film uh, In Time is hitting Blu-ray. Uh, Frida, The English Patient, uh, Joe McDonald's pick for Best Movie of 2011, Drive, that's hitting Blu-ray. Dreamhouse. The uh, the Civil War epic Cold Mountain, the Big Year, and Adaptation are all hitting Blu-ray on January thirty first, twenty twelve. And now we're going to take a look real quick at what is opening uh, today, January twenty seventh. There's not a whole lot, uh, but there are a few that are opening. Uh, we have <clears throat> uh, we have Man. On a ledge, which is uh, I want to say this is the uh, Sam Worthington film. Uh, also, yes, Elizabeth Banks is also in it, as well as uh, the great Ed Harris. Uh, Jamie Bell is also in it. Uh, it's about an ex uh, an ex cop now uh, wanted fugitive. That's uh, Sam Worthington as he stands on a ledge of a high rise building while a hard-living New York Police Department negotiator, played by uh, Elizabeth Banks, tries to talk him down. The longer they're on the ledge, the more she realizes that he might have an ulterior uh, objective. It looked interesting from uh, the trailers I saw. Not doing good on the tomato meter. Out of 90 reviews, it's only 22% positive. It says, uninspired acting and preposterous plot lines, diffuse man on a ledge's mildly intriguing premise. So, a good premise, but... The critics are saying that it's it's falling flat, but as always, we should note that you shouldn't always pay attention to the critics. Uh, give it a look for yourself, especially if it seems really interesting. Uh, usually it's a tipping point for me. If, if the movie seems like I, I could take it or leave it, 
sometimes uh, critics' opinions are enough to to sway me one way or the other. If something uh, really has me hooked in, um, like for example, uh, uh, Battle Los Angeles, for example, looked uh, really awesome to me, and critics hated it, uh, and I still went and saw it anyway, and still liked it. So uh, it just depends on uh, on your on uh, on your personal preferences there. Uh, we also have one for the money. This would be a uh, Catherine Heigl movie. So if you've seen one of those, you have probably seen all of them. Um, it's a, a proud, born and bred Jersey girl uh, who has plenty of attitude. Boy, that, that already sounds interesting, doesn't it? Even if she's been out of work for the last six months and just lost her uh, car to a debt collector, um, she's looking for some cash. She turns to her last resort, convincing her sleazy cousin to give her a job at a bail bond company as a recovery agent. She doesn't even own a pair of handcuffs or a weapon. Um, in fact, her closest weapon is, in fact, pepper spray. But that does not stop her from taking on uh, their their biggest bail jumpers. This sounds absolutely horrible. Uh, there's only ten reviews on Rotten Tomato right now, but it's towing a zero percent. I can't imagine this doing fantastic. Uh, the movie I'm looking... At to take the box office for next week is Liam Neeson's The Grey. Uh, in this film, Liam Neeson leads an unruly group of oil rig roughnecks when their plane crashes into a remote Alaskan wilderness, battling mortal injuries and merciless weather. The survivors have only a few days to escape the icy elements and a vicious pack of rogue wolves on the hunt before their time runs out. This movie is already received 117 reviews via Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a 76% certified fresh film, uh, in their opinion, of course. They say The Grey is an exciting tale of survival populated with fleshed-out characters and a surprising philosophical agenda. Um, This is with uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Dermot Mulroney. There's been a lot of commercials for it. It's getting a lot of play on television. And it's getting good reviews. Now, of course, Haywire was getting kind of a similar treatment, and we saw where that ended up. Uh, But uh, I'm going to say that I think The Grey is probably only uh, like a one-week box office champion, perhaps. But uh, especially when we have some bigger films uh, with some bigger names opening next week. But I think... Uh, when we do this podcast next week, The Grey will be in the number one position for the box office. Well, it was short, it was sweet, it was to the point, and it was the Cinema Geekly podcast for this week. Uh, check back next week. Hopefully we will have more of our, uh, our regular contributors on the podcast, and we can, uh, we can talk Oscar nominations, Oscar snubs, surprises, and uh, predictions for the Oscars. Hopefully Aaron will be here to, uh, to completely just badmouth all of it. Uh, this is the moment he has been dreading, talking about uh, the Hollywood establishment and the Oscars. There's, there's definitely plenty of stuff to say negative about the Oscars, so we'll be, uh, we'll be talking all of that stuff, hopefully next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. And until then, take care. We'll see you next time on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Keep checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com and uh, iTunes as well. 